this is the podcast version of the last episode of The Flat Circle, a true detective after show. My name is Chris Ryan. I'm Jason Concepcion. You can watch this podcast as a video, which is how it was originally shot on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. This is the podcast version. Jason and I breaking down the season finale for True Detective season three. Let's get into it. What is up? It is the Flat Circle, a True Detective after show. My name is Chris Ryan. I'm Jason Concepcion, and I'm in Laos right now. What the hell? That was probably, I would say, going to be one of the more argued over... Divisive? Divisive, controversial ends to a television series, or season at least, since the finale of The Sopranos. Uh, It's going to leave a lot of True Detective fans, I think, frankly, unsatisfied. I mean, like, let's just be upfront about that. Um, I'm still unpacking how I'm feeling about it yes. as we're just minutes out of it. Yeah. Um, do you want to you want to go off the top rope for a second? Just talk about how you're feeling about after that last shot, but also this last I was episode. Tr- I was trying to figure out after that last shot, like, did we just get occurrence at Owl Creek? Right. Which is a, uh, a short story which is referenced briefly in, yeah. in True Detective Three, in which a man who is being hung. Uh, plays scenes from his life and an escape from this from this uh, uh, predicament that he's in. He sees himself running away. The rope breaks, and he's you know escaping from the people who want to hang him. But really, he's just that. All that's occurring like in the final uh, seconds of life yes. within his brain. Uh, this can't be that because, as you pointed out to me as we were uh, getting ready to go, that would. <laughs> That would require Wade <laughs> to invent cell phone technology, <laughs> true crime, internet culture. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wayne Hayes would have to be pretty perceptive in that uh, last moment laptop as he was walking. Laptop computing? Yes. So I don't think that it's a dream that he's right, having right, as he's walking right. to, the, to the jungle. Yeah. I will say this, that there is like a history of, of literature and culture mm-hmm. around the... Uh, imaginative lives of soldiers. So whether you're talking about uh, the Restoration Trilogy and the idea that soldiers are dreamers, the idea of um, going after Cacciato, the Tim O'Brien novel about the Vietnam War, uh, which involves a lot of dreaming. Um, This idea that soldiers are transporting themselves in moments of incredible trauma and combat. And, you know, and and Hoyt asks Wayne, like, did you see combat? And he was just, like, many times. So, yeah. like, this idea that he's under this tremendous amount of stress and trying to transport himself is not out of the question. Right. But that kind of future projection of a guy thinking, okay, I'm, I'm walking to this jungle and in a split second before I step on a mine or something like that or get ambushed. Or maybe that's where his life changed. I don't know. I mean, we're trying to basically imagine why would you do... Why would that be the capstone moment in this entire season? Well, I guess, you know, we could look at it metaphorically, where it's like, um, you know, his his memories are a jungle now. He's alone, truly alone in the way he was in Vietnam, surrounded by dangers, surrounded by a, a landscape that he doesn't really understand, yeah. trying to pick his way through his life. Um, and I get that, and I think that's actually kind of a cool bit. I'm just not, I'm just not sure why you'd put that there. Right, right. so... Uh, Let's just reset the table a sure. little bit here. Obviously, this is the flat circle. Obviously, Hi. this is a true detective after show. We're going to be talking about the finale episode of season three. If you guys have questions for us, I think we were assuming we were going to get different kinds of questions yeah. tonight. But at Ringer, hit us up on Twitter. 
We're also uh, taking comments in Periscope and YouTube. So if you guys just hit us up if you have any theories, any questions. We've also got Jordan, the director of research yes. here at the Flat Circle. And Jordan's going to be helping us out with some of the things that people are talking about on Reddit. Because this is a show powered by uh, the inquisitive fandom of the people who watch mm -hmm. it, right? And it's part of the reason why we started this show is yeah. because we found ourselves watching True Detective and being so deeply involved with trying to unpack the mystery. And for seven episodes, I think we did... We did that. But it turns out, maybe, that the mystery was the love between Amelia right. and Wayne. The mystery was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And your mileage may vary on how you feel about that. Your mile, you, may, you may be like, this is... <laughs> well, let's talk about... Let's, so These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> here is what happened. Uh, and we get this straight from, from Mr. June, uh, Mr. Junius yes. Watts' mouth when uh, Wayne and Roland get his address from... Uh, Roland's contact in the DMV. They go, uh, and he lays it all out for them. Yeah. He worked for Hoyt for a long time, lost his eye on the chicken line, uh, then was promoted, essentially, to managing uh, Mr. Hoyt's household, took care of Isabel. Her daughter and husband died in a car crash, and she just came apart emotionally and, and mentally. And he took care of her. Um, and then she becomes attached to a little girl that she sees at a company party. Mm -hmm. This is Julie Purcell. Um, Back when Lucy was working at, tight, at, at Hoyt, yeah. Uh, Lucy, they do an approach with Lucy, and Lucy's amenable to uh, uh, having Isabel hang out with the kids. Just a couple stipulations. Will has to come along, and also I got to get paid. Mm -hmm. um, and that goes for a while, and then we find out that uh, it's Mr. June that was playing with the kids in the park, uh, that Will's death was an accident, yeah. really tragic accident, because this was like a thing that, Kind of every everybody was benefiting from this relationship, seemingly, yeah, so, seemingly, yeah. Um, and, until Will died, and then they kidnap Julie and raise her under the influence of staggering amounts of lithium. Yes, as Isabel's daughter for an unknown amount of years, and then she eventually, uh, as as when June finds out that she's been drugging, mm -hmm. that Isabel has been drugging Julie. Uh, he he helps her escape. He's hoping to to, to steal her away and right. take her to safety, but instead she runs away. That's where we're to assume that she hits the streets, yep. starts going with the runaways. We met some of those runaways earlier in the season. She becomes Mary July. She's a secret princess. And, you know, we we teased out this idea that maybe she was the heir to the, the Hoyt right. fortune. In some ways, that is true. I mean, right. she was the surrogate daughter of Isabel. She was the uh, probably the heir in some ways to that, that, that fortune. Obviously, that fortune has come into incredible disrepair because when the 2015 detectives arrive at White mm -hmm. Mansion, it looks closer to Carcosa than right. anything else. It's, it's overgrown, weeds, vines everywhere. Something happens, though, after they kind of get this download from June. He yeah. wants to be punished, and those guys are like, we don't have the authority as... They seem to come to like basically like, yeah, the case is solved. And, right. and not only is the case solved, but it's pretty much what any educated viewer who's been watching True Detective this season would have concluded. Right. But there's this really strange conversation that they have in Wayne's office. Yeah. Where Roland's just basically, doesn't this not feel right? Now, that's a pretty, you could read that a lot of, di a lot of different ways. Right. The one thing is that nothing ever really feels like it's got resolution. Right. There's no, they're never going to feel complete when you're on a quest like this. Yeah. The other reading of that is that there is just something off about this entire episode. Right. 
There's a dreamlike quality. It's a heavy a, dreamlike a quality. A lot of like cross-cutting into memories. And even as we were watching it, we were like, okay, well, okay, this is like they're they're getting their their acting on here, and right. like they're doing some stuff, and they're they're talking about interpersonal relationships. But pretty soon, we're gonna get to the larger conspiracy right. of child trafficking throughout right. the Midwest. So where do you land? Do you think it's hey, this is really a story about these people whose lives were altered by this case? But ultimately, it's about those people? Or do you think that there's something going on in the psychosphere here? I, where there, it's not what we saw in this episode is maybe not reality. That it's, there's something about it in Wayne's head. I would need to watch it 15 more times to really unpack whether that is the case. I do think that Nikki Pitts is making a, an actually really interesting commentary on conspiracy culture here yeah, with this. For sure. Where, you know, you think about all the different theories that we ran out, that the people within the fictional world had run out. Um, you talk about the Franklin scandal, which they referenced numerous times mm-hmm. in this, which is uh, you know a very analogous event where uh, that we've talked about, where you know like a failing savings and loan kind of uh, case degrades into this uh, case of. Satan worship and child trafficking. Yeah, accusations of that. Accu- and, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but then nothing ever comes of it. Um, and in that sense, it, it's very much like what we just watched, is this um, hints of conspiracies, these connections. You, your mind is drawn to making these connections. And then at the end, there's really nothing. And when you look at like the damage done, it's like Harris James murdered. He murdered a guy, too. Harris James committed two murders. Yes. Over literally what? And we think Hoyt's going to be a big bad. It turns out he's, he's just, just a boozed up, like, rich guy who's he, lost everything, he's, essentially. He likes to shoot rhinoceroses, and he does it, like, 10 months of the year and is not really, like, in contact with the day-to-day at Hoyt Foods. Right, and basically was like, this. you guys think that this was like, you know, he's like, you think I know anything? I don't know anything. Yeah, it's you like, know what I mean? He's probably got his head in the sand. I mean, the, the the other thing that happens towards the end mm-hmm. of the episode is the Mike Ardoin stuff. Yeah. Which I think we should just unpack a little bit on the what happened. We're going to get to some unanswered questions. We're also going to talk about maybe a few of our favorite moments from the season and sure. some of the theories that people had going into this. Obviously, I think most, 99% of them, is that fair, Jordan? Have been disproven. Yes. Shout out to the one guy who was like, this is actually going to be about the love story between you <laughs> <Julia> and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about the Mike thing. Because, you know, the the way that they kind of roll that out, yeah. it seems super type creepy in episode six or Extremely whenever it comes up. Extremely ominous. Yeah, and like even throughout this episode, the music is so ominous. It's very Hitchcockian. Yeah. Like you think that we've got like some Rebecca vibes to the house and stuff like yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, no, Mike. It's a beautiful love story. Mike just found his like OTP when he was doing some yard work. I, I'm trying to figure out if at the age of nine, if I could, th- if I had a crush on a girl right. at the age of nine, right. and then she disappeared for fifteen years or whatever, and then I saw her again somewhere, if I would recognize her, and I straight up, I'll say it right up <laughs> to the camera right now, I I was in love with a girl named Valerie. I could not pick her out of a lineup right now. <laughs> I couldn't. I feel like she had long blonde hair. I think. <laughs> And I, I don't like. She wasn't at school next year. It was just like a really bad beef for me. But I wouldn't be able to be like. Oh, like, there she is. Here she is. I crushed it. Unbelievable. Um, unbelievable face recognition from Mike. So Ardoin. the implication there is is basically that Mike and the nuns. Yes. Covered for collaborate. 
right they, to be, to to move Julie out of the out of harm's way. The implication being that Hoyt would track Julie down and drag her back to the house. I guess, but like, why? Because she knows too much about Isabel. And yeah, Hoyt. about the whole. But about, obviously, whatever happened between 1990 and 2015 means that the Hoyt Empire is gone. Here's what right? I here's what I like. Um, and this is what I like about True Detective, just kind of broadly, the entire series and including this season, is we, we've mentioned various times that a lot of times the case is ancillary. It's what it does to these people. Everyone is breaking every code of conduct mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. Nuns are lying. That's right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> police officers are torturing numerous suspects in order, like, yeah. all in service of this mission yes. that is completely illusory and not anything like what everybody thinks it is. Yeah, and that's also something that I think Wayne says to Amelia yeah. where he was just like, it's only it's only ever the case. Yeah. Like she's trying to get at some sort of uh, l- larger like understanding of like why their love is decaying and yeah. he's just like, no, it's only the case. And like the case dominates the professional relationship between Wayne and Roland. Yeah. It def- dominates the romantic relationship between Amelia and Wayne. It dominates the paternal child in yep. the relationship between Henry and Wayne. Um, I think it's just, it's gonna be a very picked over episode. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how folks react to it and, how, and how, it, how it stands up in the context of the entire season. Because this entire season made us think about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, and going into this episode, we had a lot of questions about how certain things were gonna get wrapped up. So let's touch on some of those sure. things. First of all, I think that one huge con- one one huge conspicuous absence from this episode was Eliza. Um, yeah. Eliza, who was the true criminal investigative journalist, was making a, a, sh- a documentary or a new segment about this case, had done as much investigating as anyone on the show. Had more information, uh, had, had, a, had as much information as anybody, as any one person. Right, and was the person who was saying, this is connected to right. the Louisiana... This is connected to True Detective season one. She right. didn't say that. I'm saying that. Uh, this is connected to Russ. That'd be wild if right. she was like, "We're in a show called That's True right. Detective." You don't understand. That <laughs> uh, was connected to the Russ Cole, uh, Marty, yeah. uh, Marty and Russ case in, in season one, and that it involved child trafficking, parents selling their children off, yeah, all kinds types of just devious behavior. It turns out it was a little bit more pedestrian than that, but her absence really sucked the air out of the room in terms of it being a wider conspiracy. I agree. I would love to, I would have loved to see her and just find out like where, what is the status of this documentary? What does she have? What What are the connections that she had made? Right. Because, you know, she was not really very forthcoming with Wayne. In the previous episodes, Wayne is kind of trying to plumb her for information as much as she is trying to plumb him. And she'll show him a few pieces and then be like, but wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. Right. So it's, her, yeah, her not being in this is is a weird choice, right? Uh, also, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll grab a picture while we're talking about it. I've just got because we got to go back to Margaret. Margaret. Margaret had her swan song, I guess, in, in episode seven. But the significance of these dolls, which we thought brought a kind of level of pagan, you know, right. idolatry to the entire proceedings, it seems like it was just, like was just a dolls, rando toy, right? Okay. Julie just dropped one. I feel like in one. 1980, there was like a higher level of toy out there for kids, <laughs> just as speaking as someone who was three back then. And 
I, I don't recall per se, but I felt like I was working with some cool <laughs> stuff back then. I mean, the, 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 you know, the Star Wars figures were out. Like yeah, Kenner. by then, right. And uh, so with the whole, I, the whole religious aspect or pagan right. aspect of this um, is kind of gone. Right. So the, the conversations with the priests, the conversations with Margaret, the conversations with the woman who made the dolls, yeah. that aspect of it kind of floated off into the ether. What are the things that we kind of missing? What, 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 what didn't get resolved? Or... I mean, like this weird guy, remember him? Yeah. Like at what's his house? This guy? Why, what's up with his house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the, uh, why was he so uh, suspicious of the police officers? What, you know, what was going on with him? Um, I'm just looking, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you're looking at these pictures from this season, and it, you just see all these different people. This is just from that press conference that the, I think the Attorney General. That's, the, this was, I was convinced that the killer would be in this photo. That's what we thought, too. But again, like what Jason was saying earlier on, this is about the way this case sort of altered the trajectory of different people's yeah. lives. And I, I thought that that was kind of a, an interesting recurring motif in this yeah. episode, because a couple of times, Wayne is sort of faced with a decision. Are you gonna break up with Amelia or not? Right. Are you going to keep your job and and burn Amelia or not? A lot of them are centering around, centering around Amelia, and in a way, you could read that final shot in the jungle. I don't know. Are you gonna go? Are you ever gonna come out of the jungle? Right. Are you gonna come? Right. Are you gonna come home? Essentially, yeah, like the, the series of decisions that people make over the course of their lives that completely alter their life and a lot of people around them. Amelia is another. Uh, that's another unanswered question. Oh yeah. So many hints about. Yeah. Uh, about you know her character, right. where she's been, what right. she's done, uh, what she's hiding, um, and then it turned out, uh, you know, really not that much. She's just like a great hang, right? Smart lady, right? Uh, and deeply diligent in love journalist, with, diligent yeah. journalist, yeah. deeply in love with Wayne. Prose is a little purple, could pair it back, <laughs> but a good writer. She was really getting high off that Delmore Schwartz. That's <laughs> yeah. a great poem, by the way. Yeah. The, the Delmore Schwartz poem that opens the, the episode, the Robert Penn Warren that op opens uh, the beginning of this season. It's a, it's, an, <coughs> it's a season that kind of has these recurring themes of time and memory and storytelling. And, you know, you're talking about, like, <coughs> was this episode sort of a, whether you want to call it a middle finger, a commentary, or whatever— about our need for this sort of conclusion or our need for answers in a case. Yeah, I think, I, listen, I kind of think that that's what Pitts was going for, was okay. that kind of commentary on obsessiveness and the search for truth. Um, you know, the, the world is just weird and inexplicable. Yeah. You know, something I was thinking when I was listening to the first season of Serial, actually, and like, you know, Adnan Syed is trying to like line up his day and there's just like all these chunks of things that don't make sense but that he can't explain. Right. And really like if you think about any moment of your life with that kind of rigor, there's just like a ton of things that don't make sense. And, you know, I think is, is that what Pitts is doing here? Showing you how if you really drill down onto anything. Right. There's just going to be a lot of mysteries that just kind of well up. Right. That things that don't make sense, like the Umbrella Man at the JFK assassination, stuff like that. Like, I, and are you better off for not knowing? Right. Like, would you would you rather go through your life not thinking there was a conspiracy around Hoyt JFK? Fruit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, would you rather? Would it make you feel better if you could just go through your life and be like everything is as it seems? Hoyt Foods is just a purveyor of fine yeah. poultry products. Come on, <laughs> chicken tenders, man. Relax. Uh, I think that that's sort of the thing you get to when that last scene mm -hmm. between Julie Purcell as an adult yeah. and uh, Wayne, who's 
you know, we've often wondered to the degree to which Wayne can sort of control the way he's perceived in terms of his Alzheimer's. And there's a moment of recognition where he clearly is like, oh, yeah, I, I can tell you. I, I now remember why I'm here. I right. can tell you. He does not seem confused at all when Henry pulls up. Right. It, and he's like, why destroy these people's lives? Right. I guess. Like, if there is a lie at this, the heart of Mike and Julie's relationship in terms of him being like, yeah, I've never met you before, but let's get together and let's just name this kid Lucy. For, yeah, what, what do you think? What do you think about Lucy? Or Luce? if he's Luce? like, turns out this is who you are, but I'm going to protect you and the nuns are going to protect you, but we got to run away, although not that far. We're staying in Arkansas. Um, but that's because his landscaping business is there. Because coffin empty. Yeah, cof- yeah, empty coffin in the, in the convent. I guess they don't check those things. Death certificate? I guess that was his choice. That was Wayne's choice not to ruin that. Right. Like, again, all these choices people make. Uh, as we went into this episode, you know, the streets were talking about what was going to happen. Yes. Reddit, Reddit was Reddit. Reddit was, Reddit was lit. So here's a couple of, uh, of ideas that, th- these were some things kicked around by Reddit as we were coming into episode eight. Um, one was that Julie is in the black sand- sedan outside of uh, Hayes' house. Native Boy 85. Shout out to you. Shout out to Native Julie Boy. Julie Purcell was more, like, more than likely watching Wayne and is trying to get the courage to speak to him about everything that happened. We, it f- turns out that was, that was Junius. Yep. Uh, Mr. Watts. There was the Shutter Island take. I love this take. Hayes has already solved this case and keeps reliving it over and over because he keeps forgetting he solved it. It's, so a little bit of the, moment, the memento idea here. You gotta tattoo it on your, in your thigh. And that would... I don't, it does make me think a little bit about like the interaction between Roland and Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was some ambiguity around that. For sure. That there was, the, and I'm still trying to unpack like what the Roland storyline was, like him just getting his ass, like yeah, one of my like, favorite scenes. I'm gonna, of the t- I'm gonna turn into Wolverine all of a sudden, and like, uh oh, uh oh, we lost a light here. There it is. I don't, like so. Yes, Roland turns into uh, Logan from Wolverine for a minute, right? Uh, unleashes a barrage of really some of the most unbelievable personal insults. Ever really hurled. great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. And then gets his ass kicked by five bikers <laughs> and falls in love with a dog. Yeah, and that like kind of like I think that Roland is. Do we ever find out what happened to Roland and his uh, his his wife, or uh, his girlfriend? No, they just broke up. I guess because I think that the thing is is that like Roland sort of just keeps rolling through life looking for like a, a partner. Right. Whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's a professional partner, a friendship partner, he wants somebody to come through and be like, I got your back no matter mm-hmm. what. We're going to go through this life together. And it turns out that like everybody always deviates from him and the only beings that will stick with him are dogs. Right. Right? Like, uh, and, and, and a total collector of strays. And like, and that is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really kind of the through line of his entire personality. His relationship with Wayne is shot through with that kind of feeling. Like, I'm going to save you from the public relations desk. Yes. I'm going to, now that your, uh, your brain is Swiss cheese, I'm going to come live with you and, like, t- spend Monday through Wednesday with you. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was actually quite effective. Yeah. The, um, I thought Roland's storyline in some way made a little bit more sense yeah. than Wayne's over the course of the season. Uh, th- Kick Rocks 13 on Reddit had a theory that West's girlfriend, Lori, who we didn't really see again, who apparently studied poultry science in college. I, I got to admit, I, I may miss that detail. Uh, it was somehow connected to Hoyt. That turned out not to matter. Um, I love this one. I was, I was on 
uh, Broski Rosier had the uh, <laughs> was still riding the call about the snake farm. Yeah, the snake farm is a great one. But you that couldn't have been that couldn't have been Isabel, right? No, it couldn't. I mean, she was dead, right? She, no, when she died in ninety five, she she dies. Oh no no. A, so she would have died in like ninety. Let's see. Seven yeah. about. I, I'm not trying. I don't know. Like I think in the mid '90s, Isabel would have yeah. would have put the wedding dress on. Um, a lot of people thought that Hoyt that Hayes had solved the case. Hoyt made him keep quiet. This is also why he leaves in the force in the '90s. That that wound up be right. Uh, there was a genealogy mystery. Is a, the name of the redditor. Oh. Uh, it was the priest who let Hoyt know that he had found a suitable replacement for Isabel's daughter. So the priest would have been the procurer right. in this case, and turns out. It's just Mr. June. So those are all from the minds of, of healthy people. Uh, I, they, they seem really well adjusted. This is like just like but that's what, you, what br- brings it out of us, yeah. right? Like, just yeah. just like you were saying, I would have loved to like sit Isabel down, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Eliza down right now, and be like, okay, so here's what happened. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think happened? What do you think happened? Does this track for you? Are there any other unanswered questions we're not thinking about here? I guess the, my biggest thing was what was Henry doing with the slip of paper? Was the idea right. that Henry was going to pick the investigation up because like his father, he has the I'll tell you, the bug? Or was he like, I always knew he would find them, but like I was hoping he wouldn't. But There's he, a lot of these strange like loaded looks. I yeah. think that the note is one of those where it's like he fo- he unfolds it, he looks at it. He's going to throw it out, but then he kind of doesn't throw it out, and then he folds it back up. It's like, yeah. uh, there's like a, seems as if some sort of recognition happens. I can't, you can't, it's like, is he thinking, um, I'll show my dad this later when he's done uh, doing crossovers on the lawn with yeah. the kids? Or, you know what, or I'll pick the, yeah, like like you said, maybe I'll show this to my 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 honey on the side. Right. And see if we can make any headway in the case. There's just a lot of it. You know, there's so much about this series and this season that is just like tone and vibe. And that's one of those moments where it's like, you feel like there's more there. Yeah. But is there in fact something more there? Well, even that that scene, like when Wayne gets picked up by Henry out yeah. on the road, out by where Julie's living at that point, yeah. the transition from Henry being there to Becca driving him is weird. Like, mm-hmm. is Henry in the car still? Right. Is it and what, what, what is, moment why is this? Why is Becca yeah. so emotional about leaving her father? Like, we never got resolution as to like, Becca leaves Arkansas. She's staying in California. Her father's obviously sick. Right. Her mother's passed away. Right. But we don't know why she seems so allergic to coming back. And why is it that when uh, when Wayne is like, where's Becca? Which seems like it would be a normal question for a guy with you know, mental issues to be asking. Yeah. Or even at any grandparent age person without mental issues. Uh, why does Henry act so aggrieved, affronted, so yeah. affronted at that question? We just don't know. Like th- these weird hints of like larger things that are then not there. Let's take... Uh... Let's take some social questions. I think I think we could probably use some social questions and some 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 Reddit theories that are popping up after the episode. So we're gonna put a hot mic on Jordan. <laughs> Jordan Liggins has helped us out throughout this entire right. season of Flat Circle. She's been indispensable. She to came up us. with uh, one of the one of the really hottest theories. Yes. That we had, which is that Woodard was carrying yeah, she, a body in she, the bag of guns and yes. had That's that the first theory question, somehow. <laughs> had Jordan's theory about the the, ba- the body in the bag come out, 
I promised her I would smoke a pack of cigarettes on camera tonight. <laughs> Turns out, all I need is my patch, Dang dog. It. Don't have to do anything. <laughs> so, Jordan, what are people asking us? What kind of what's the chatter? So, um, one note is the jungle represents him finally finding what he was looking for as a natural tracker. Huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Another, just the same thing with the tracker. I thought the last scene was there just to remind us that he was a tracker. He ultimately tracked Julie down, even though he didn't even realize it. Honestly, I was not crazy about this finale. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> he did. He did track her down, like totally unconsciously. Yes, it was almost like he was drawn to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. And another comment about the the last scene. I think the ending was him heading into the brush, symbolized his mind completely failing. Thoughts. Oh man. Well, because so that's the thing is that that cutaway. So what, what's the order of events? It basically does the cutaway is like he's he's basically having the Proustian moment, right? Even though he wasn't witness to it, we're seeing the kids on the bikes, which right. mirrors the Will and Julie disappearance when they rode their bikes out to the overlook. We go into his eye, and then we end up in the bar with right. Amelia. They get back together after the row about, um, about her writing the op-ed. Right. And he's like, I'm going to propose to you. I'm going to propose to you. They walk out the door into very bright sunlight. Right. We wash out and we're in, we're in the shit, right. man. And now we're back in Nam. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to now like to re-piece together that first episode and like the order of events. And so those kids were leaving the house to go play with a friend. Right. Or to go see the dog. Right. They never went to go see the dog. They were, in fact, going to meet Mr. June. Mr. And, June. And Isabel. And, must, and Isabel must have been her aunt that right. she was referring to. Okay. What else we got, Jordan? So, none of this tied to season one after all? Well, it clearly, it clearly exists in the same universe. Yes. Yeah. But whether Hoyt, the wider Hoyt conspiracy as such, connects to stuff that Russ and Marty were doing, I think we can say almost categorically no, unless some people below Hoyt were running some kind of something else, because Hoyt, you know, he was just out in Africa uh, shooting rare animals. I think they want it both ways. I think yeah. that there's that suggestion when right. Amelia goes and talks to the runaway who eventually becomes the nun, there's that suggestion that, like, if you right. want to write a real book, you should write about Ask what, it, happens, what to happens to girls, to girls out, out here. And the things that, that happen to us. And so I think that there is like that undercurrent of um, a generation or two of people who have been kind of swallowed up by this country and right. the machinations of evil rich people. But I don't necessarily think that there is an explicit connection. I think it it somewhat mirrors first season where it was like we thought there was this massive conspiracy. There are elements to it. But at the end of the day, there was a confrontation between good and evil. Right. We didn't even really have that confrontation in this. We not a, not a, at all. Straight up not confession. I mean, the crimes the crimes were decades in the rearview mirror, which yeah. is the kind of the really interesting thing about this. Everything is in the rearview mirror, it, right? Everything. Yeah. To completely everything. Stuff has happened. The murders have been committed and have nothing to do, it turns out, with the original case. Um, Harris James again. Um, murdered in the course of trying to figure out what happened to the kids, uh, which is a thing that <laughs> it was in no way related to what people thought it was. It's just, uh, it's just incredibly interesting. There were a lot of like really um, fascinating shots of, especially a good one is when they're going through Hoyt's mansion and like there's a mirror and they're seeing oh, yeah. them, you know, Wayne is seeing himself as a younger man. Um, and a lot of these ideas of like, who, who is the memory? 
Who's having the memory? Which Wayne is, is thinking That's about? That's what bothers me so much about the 2015 stuff is that everything that they come across, all like yeah. the breaks in the case wind up being like these almost like, like serendipitous like, and then I knew a woman in that DMV and she told me where this person lived. Right. Or uh, we met Harris James's wife who seemed completely undisturbed by the fact that two senior citizens with badges <laughs> right. were interrogating her about her dead husband. And also... Decades after the fact, like, whether or not, like, does she know that her husband was murdered, or does she? she think I he think just, he's he's just gone. He just split town, as far as she knows. Okay, he? I mean, like, that's like that whole 2015 timeline. I think you could make an argument that, like, not it didn't all happen. I I, I don't. <laughs> I this was back. This goes back to like, is Roland real? Yeah. But like, doesn't that feel like almost like it's happening? If you were telling that story, it was like, yeah. oh, and then this happened. I mean, there were happened. there were a lot of these kind of like very dream-like shots of Wayne and Roland walking or driving where the camera would just kind of linger on them. And there was this almost kind of like um, ethereal quality to what was happening as they transitioned from place to place and scene to scene, go to see Mr. Junius, go to the convent. Um, even the way the... Uh, the scene of them going to the convent to check the grave is cut into another story that's happening where Amelia is telling him inside of a hallucination basically what happened. A lot of, so much of it is just like, where are we? Who is, who is having this memory? Also, like, the entire case could have just been solved if Wayne had read Amelia's book. (laughs) It's my favorite part This would have been like a two-episode season. It's like, oh, I should go arrest this guy. I just, (laughs) I just love, I love. You know Amelia also giving him the Cliff Notes version? That's the the other thing. It's two things. First of all, an extremely petty relationship. (laughs) Unbelievable. You can't read your wife's book. And then Amelia, you're not going to be like, here's what I found. Here's, as recompense for me basically taking all the stuff you told me and turning it into an op-ed and ruining your career. Let me just give you the quick download on my book. What do you say? That's just, it, it seems like husband and wife stuff. <laughs> I know. Jordan, got any more burners for us? Um, speaking of Amelia, how did Amelia die? Am I missing something here? I don't think it's ever explained. It's never, it's just an illness. I think we're, at least, I guess, mean, you know? I, I guess we're supposed to take it based on like their relationship in 2005 and how affectionately he watches her read poetry that it's right. supposed to be like, mm. they're, they're in a good place, which is. But both working at the same university, that's fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah get suppers off. Yeah. Ivy West, last question, says, how much of this conspiracy stuff was created by fans versus how much was actually on the page? Guilty. (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, like... It's clearly hinted at. This is... It's... The showrunners want us to go in this direction. Yeah, he's pushing it. I mean, like, I... I, Look, I remember an interview that happened right after the season started. Mm -hmm. We had gotten a chance to see, like, the first episode or two. Mm -hmm. And, like, we were really focused on the West Memphis Three elements, the satanic ritual abuse, the idea that there would be this moral panic and evil going on. And Pizzolatto quickly shot that down in an Entertainment Weekly interview. He was like, we moved past that really fast. Like, you get to have it both ways. Right. You get to be like, I moved past it. But that creates a world in which this kind of stuff happens. And, no, they have not... I, I I definitely think that fans are imbuing the show with certain things that they Agreed. feel like are there. Agreed. But I also feel like this show is taking place in this sort of underground, this fictional underground where all this kind of stuff was happening. 
Eliza's specific role within the story is to engender this kind of theory. She's almost more rust than yeah, Wayne was. That's literally why she exists in this story yeah. is to is to like gin up this feeling of you know the the it's the crooked spirals and it's connected to the Louisiana case and then you never thought there was a wider conspiracy. She asks that question. Yeah. So. Um, Yes, of course, like fans will be fans and fans will run with the clues that they have, but those clues were there. There, yeah. were, there were clues. Yeah, she says Nebraska. Yes, she yeah. says it. Absolutely. Um, Jordan, any other questions? Oh, that's all I got. Okay, well, that's huh. great. I'm sure we're going to be unpacking this episode for— I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, for a long time. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much thank for you. watching The Flat Circles this season. It's been— a really, really, really fun show to do. We've enjoyed uh, it. And it's been a really fun show to unpack. And you guys have been really awesome. All your theories and your comments and sincerely have been pretty heartening. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to everybody who worked on this show. Ronick yes. Mose, Jordan, Evan and Kaya, Steph, um, and especially Gallagher and Sean Yu and uh, the guys who brought it all together. They do it. We just sort of sit here and spout nonsense. Um, <laughs> I also want to say thank you to Jason Concepcion. Thank you to Chris Ryan. Unlike you, I, I won't abandon you to a life of, thank of you. dog ownership. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, here we go. This one goes out to Piz. Hits, baby. See you guys in the next go around, the next season of True Detective.